Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Let's Talk About from Style Canada. And let me tell you, we're talking. Let's face it, we talk a lot. We talk about things we love, hot topics, and anything in between. But what about the things we don't talk about? What about the things we want to know, but don't know how to ask? Don't worry, we've got you covered. Let's expand our horizons. Let's talk about it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week, Let's Talk About. This week, we're talking all about how to get better at failing with emotional intelligence coach, Sarah Joseph. Hi, Sarah. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. And again, super excited for this one. <laughs> well, and I, I think it would be great if you could like preface um, a little bit about why you want to talk about that. And I'm really, or this topic, sorry, I'm really happy that you picked this topic because two years before pre-COVID, we were set to do this whole three-part series with WeWork about taboo topics that women didn't talk about. And failure was one of them. And actually the series was called Let's Talk About. Um, and then COVID happened and we changed the series into this podcast. Wow. So it's kind of like a full circle. Um, I guess mm-hmm. I don't know, full circle, but like a little bit of a moment or a connection there that this was one of the original topics that we wanted to talk about as let's talk about before it was even a podcast, because I do think we always talk about like, you know, how to achieve success, um, but failure is inevitable on the way to success, right? So 100%. Yeah, why did you want to talk about it? I wanted to talk about it because I feel like it was something that I definitely experience even to this day, right? Mm-hmm. And I think failure is definitely a part of life and learning how to manage it will definitely help aid in your success in the future in anything, in any part of your life, mm-hmm. whether that's a relationship, whether that's finances, whether that's a career, whether that's money, whatever it is that you try to succeed in life, failure is a part of that. And something I started doing more recently was extending, um, like just learning more about what I wanted to do as a coach and what came up with success coaching. Uh, I started this series on my Instagram uh, called The Secrets to Success. And I give a tidbit every Thursday at 12 um, on a little carousel on 10 slides of what it is, like what my secret is and the, the little tips in there that can help to get you closer to achieving that. And what's great is that I found a way to incorporate emotions into success because success is highly emotional, 
right? There are so many emotions swirling around when it comes to fear of failure, perfectionism, and just so many other things that impact our success on a daily basis. And I think getting clear on how to manage those emotions, but bring it into our success and the lives we want to live is so important. So I will now be extending emotional intelligence coaching alongside success coaching and bridging the two in my career moving forward. So I'm really excited about that. But that's what kind of initiated this conversation today. And how to get better at failing is probably the first and most biggest secret that I have. Um, and I'm excited to share that today. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear it too, because I'm not great at failing. I think sometimes it, I think probably no one is, well, there might be some people that are getting great at it, but hopefully we get a little better at it. Um, I, I definitely though have had situations where like, even maybe failing is out of control, out of my control, if that makes sense, like getting let go from a job and then feeling like you were doing a good job and, but you still failed at that. So that's an interesting feeling because you do feel like you gave effort. Um, and maybe that shouldn't have been the outcome, Mm -hmm. but it still was. And so there's, so there's the failure where I think you have control over it in a way, right? Like, and I'll use another example. Like when we do like a pop-up shop or something, it could fail, but I have control over that in a way. Like it's me who's picking the location, the brands, putting the team together, like all of that. Like I could kind of control a little bit of those variables. So I guess that kind of failure almost maybe feels more personal. Mm -hmm. And then there's the failure where it is out of control, where like I have been let go and our team I think this is actually probably happening to a lot of people right now in tech anyway there's a lot of layoffs happening um and that's like also this fear of failure but something that was out of your control right like so I don't know if they feel different or they end up feeling the same I feel like in the weirdest way if you think about both scenarios they both feel the same yeah, right? kind of. Yeah. We both feel pretty shitty. Yeah. Right. But today, <laughs> what we're gonna get into is a lot of how we can reframe that. Okay. Because it's very interesting at what the true definition of failure is and what we make it mean. So they're completely different things. Okay. So we often hear the term fear of failure. Um, I don't know if everyone has the same definition of that. Can you take us through like what that means? So When you think of fear of failure, what it typically looks like is avoiding a situation uh, where you see a potential failure or you could see the potential to fail. Essentially, you're avoiding the situation because you're afraid that you might not perform well. So it comes down to performance and what is expected of you. And if you can't meet those expectations, that fear starts to build up and you typically tend to avoid attempting anything that has a failure in it. You typically tend to stick to the same things. You do the same things over and over. There's no real change because there's nothing that's unexpected, especially Mm -hmm. failure, right? And this could be anything in your life from being afraid uh, to fail at a relationship, being afraid to fail at a career, for example, uh, fail at a project at work, uh, fail an exam, disappointing others, or even starting that business that you know, you've always wanted to start. So essentially, when we think of just the word failure, if we take the word fear out of it, what we're looking at is a lot of people see it as a lack of success the inability to achieve success if I'm failing. And what's funny is that throughout this podcast and throughout just success coaching in general, if you follow me on my page, you'll notice that 
failure is actually something you want to pursue in order to achieve success. And it's actually okay to make mistakes. And it's okay to try things that have a potential risk of failure, because everything you try for the first time, you won't be good at it, right? Mm -hmm. Anything you do for the very first time is new, and it's exciting, and it should feel exciting, and it shouldn't feel, you know, fearful. But if it does, investigate that. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today and about why it's really important to pursue failure instead of avoiding it. And I'd imagine that fear of failing, like I always think when it comes to making a decision, I feel like if you had the idea and you got to a certain point in it, right? And I'll use the idea of like opening a retail store because that's what we're in the middle of right now. Mm -hmm. You sign the lease, you're feeling good then you have like maybe a moment of like, oh, what if this doesn't work? And then you don't, you don't feel so good. It's like helped me to like lean into like the just keep going mindset. Um, just push through kind of mindset. Yeah, because there was a reason you made the decision to begin with. Right. So Sometimes. there's an, if there's that fear of failure in the middle of your process, does that make sense? Right. And I think what really helps with that is going in with the anticipation that you are going, there is a potential to fail. Like going in, knowing that there's a predetermined idea that anything I try right now for the first time, there is going to be a percentage of failure there and acknowledging it and instead of disregarding it completely. And what that does is it kind of puts you in the driver's seat a bit and it gives you more control than you thought you had before because now you know what to expect right? Again, that comes later when we work through the fear. But in the beginning, if you're just starting out, working through the fear is going to be the most important part. And then going in to reframe it will help you to analyze, okay, well, if there is a 50% chance that I fail at this, there's also a 50% chance that I succeed, right? Mm -hmm. So you're banking on both and understanding that this specific situation or thing that I'm doing requires an equation of both. It could go both ways. Right. And if you're in your equation, if you're accounting for failure, then you won't be blindsided because you're accounting for it. You're leaving room for it. You're leaving a space within yourself and within the company or within, you know, the thing that you're doing to fail at it and give yourself space and time to be flexible and change. So and grow with that failure. So there's a lot that can be learned there. So it's interesting that you mentioned that. So where does the fear part come from? That's like. I'd imagine like the wanting the you mentioned perfection earlier. I'm imagining it has something to do with that. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So when we talk about the fear of failure and where it comes from, you could probably think back to your earliest years of childhood where you were, you know, raised with the belief that there was no room at the table, you know, for mistakes. And I know this was me, right? Like I know growing up there was no room at least in my like my parents type of parenting and the way they raised me to be there was no room to fail right you were not pat you didn't get a pat on the back for failing but you got a pat on the back for succeeding right so it really conditions the way that you think about failure as a good or bad thing and if it wasn't from your upbringing or your childhood right that fear could have even started in the education system right so just going to school and receiving grades and that grade system also really teaches you what failure is or what good is or what is socially acceptable in school right so let's say that you do make a mistake and 
let's bring the example home where I get a bad grade or you get a bad grade. It's maybe a bad grade to your parents or to you, well, to your parents at the time is less than an A. Maybe it's not an F, maybe it's not a C, maybe it's not a B, maybe it's less, anything less than an A is, is not a no-no, right? So let's say you bring that home. Maybe you get scolded, right? Maybe you get yelled at, maybe you get grounded, right? Maybe you are told that you're stupid and you're dumb, right? Maybe you get punished for it, right? Like maybe you were physically abused. I know I was like, I was just beat <laughs> and told to like to go and time out uh, for getting a bad grade because I was just incompetent, right? And that really leaves marks on your failure and what you presume it to be. And let's say that happens. What you're left with are those hurtful feelings of embarrassment, right? You're left with those hurtful feelings of feeling stupid, of feeling incompetent. In a, You feel like you have an inability to achieve success, right? You just see yourself as not a successful person. Maybe you feel disappointed, right? Or maybe you see yourself as anything less than perfect, right? So what starts to happen is as this neural pathway is kind of growing and changing and you're learning as a child, what's happening is you're now learning that as a child, if I fail, bad things happen to me, right? And bad things happen to me might not just be your parents' behavior towards you, but the feelings that happen to, to you after the fact. So the painful feelings of that sadness, that rejection, or that disapproval is something that you don't know how to manage being a child because our emotions are so big and we're so small. And at that time in our childhood, we're not learning about emotional management. So what's going on inside internally is also worse is also 10 times worse than what's actually happening around us so we're pretty much avoiding those painful feelings to ever surface again and that's what triggers the perfectionism complex right so as you grow older what ends up happening is if bad things happen to me when i fail i'm gonna avoid failure at all costs right now i just never want to feel those painful feelings ever again and what i'll do instead is do things where i know i will succeed 100 percent of the time right so that's kind of the narrative in our mind so again going back to doing things that are comfortable doing things we've done before not trying new things and essentially the perfectionism complex is that need to get everything right and perfect right and perfectly flawless um, and that's essentially the coping mechanism that we use to avoid the painful feelings as a result of failing that we felt before that we didn't know how to manage that we hated and it just we couldn't we didn't know how to we didn't know how to manage them so perfectionism at its core if you think about it like an onion and i love thinking about emotions like onions because shrek <laughs> is great for that infinite line emotions are like onions and ogres are like onions and if you think of perfectionism as just an onion on the outer layer you have perfectionism on the layer inside you have fear of failure and on the layer in beneath that is self-doubt. So there's this massive self-doubt that we put on ourselves when it comes to failure and what we make it mean about ourselves when we fail. Well, that's really, it makes total sense that perfectionism would be related to that fear of failing. And it also, like we talked a little bit about this earlier, and you mentioned this earlier, that failure is essential to success. And I'd imagine because you have to be, it's probably, and you tell, obviously you'll tell us the right answer, but when I think through what you've just said, um, it's essential to success because if you don't get comfortable with the idea of failing, you won't succeed either. 
because you probably mm-hmm. won't start. Exactly. Right. Okay. Did I nail it? You nailed it. Exactly. <laughs> so that's actually where I was going with it. Right okay. now in your adult life, you might notice as a result of those, you know, that, that teaching in your childhood or that traumatizing experience in your childhood about failure and what you made it mean and what other people told you to make it mean that you were incompetent, stupid, didn't know enough, aren't enough, right? Now in your adult life, you might stop trying new things because it comes with that risk of feeling those painful emotions again. And you just want to avoid from them resurfacing again. So what you do is you avoid, resist, and reject your emotions. So essentially, what we're really doing, we're not actually afraid of failure. And I'm going to get into that a little bit. We're not afraid of failure. We're afraid of what we make it mean. We're mm-hmm. afraid of what, of those painful feelings surfacing again. It's just failure happens to come up when it comes up, when we talk about those painful feelings. So we'll get a little bit into that today too. It's like a way to kind of bucket those feelings, I guess. And it's interesting when you talk about a child growing up and specifically in school, right? Because school definitely measures success and failure. You mentioned in the grade system, like it's, mm. it's inevitable and it's very, it's probably one of the very clear examples of success versus failure or even sports success yeah. and failures you lose. Yeah. Um, I would imagine it's very hard for a child that doesn't learn in a certain way to go through this specific education system. And then it also makes me think like, I know we have things like Montessori school and things like that, but I wonder when we're going to change the way we teach Mm -hmm. kids, right? And like, don't say that it's this test that you have to get right. Because as you were talking and mentioned that, I'm like, wow, I don't think I've learned, or sorry, not learned. I don't think I've used many, if any, of the skill sets in like finite math, never use that in my life. Um, I guess economics, because I studied business, fine. Like maybe certain things, but then there's other things where you're like, oh, wow, those actually didn't impact on my success as a human later in life, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. success, right? Like, I get that. That's just an interesting, I'm sure there's other podcasts for those debates, but that's just an interesting kind of How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Take. And you're completely right. I think something that I know when I was kind of looking at my life and where I want to take my coaching, eventually I wanted to get to a place in my career where I extend life skills coaching to schools and public schools to teach children that it is okay to fail. Because what's interesting is as you were talking, I went, remember that podcast we talked about how the brain works on reward? Mm -hmm. So as a child, you were grown up seeing that when you failed, you didn't get a reward, you were punished right? And when you did succeed, you got a reward. So the narrative now, as you're learning to reframe is how can we reward ourselves when we fail? And how can we feel positively about it when we fail? Because if we can master those two things, we can get much closer to feeling and being okay with success and feeling good about it and knowing that it is a positive thing. Uh, but that's just a little tidbit in there. If you are looking at success, looking to achieve success, look at ways that you can reward your failure so that your brain can recondition into a new pattern, into a new belief. So that's one of the ways we can kind of get better at failing. That's one of the ways. Yeah. yeah. And but that comes kind of way later after you've processed all the fear. Okay. So what can you take us through that? How we get better at failing? So I have a little quote when I was looking at this question, and it says, we learn more from our failure than from our success. Not only do we find out what doesn't work so that we can adjust to our future attempts, we learn about ourselves in the process and gain a bit of empathy towards others that might be struggling as well. So it's very interesting because it's essentially saying that we're going to learn so much more about ourselves. We learn so much more about ourselves through failure rather than success. When you think about a successful moment, you probably achieve it and then you talk about it, but then you might never talk about it again until someone brings it up and then you end up talking about the failure way more than you talk about the success. You talk about how you triumphed, you talk about your process, you talk about how many times you failed that and that creates empathy for other people, right? So what's great is it develops a really good growth mindset and it helps you to adjust and become flexible and adapt to certain situations. Failure is something that you actually don't want to avoid. It's something that you want to pursue and it helps you with goal setting and it helps you make changes along that way. So change your mind and change it again, right? So it helps you to develop the idea that not everything uh, happens perfectly the way you expect it because life isn't perfect, right? There's no such thing as perfect people. Therefore, there's no such thing as a perfect situation. And here's an analogy that I really like that helped me when I was learning how to reframe failure and what it meant. So failure makes you stronger. And here's what I mean. It makes you more resilient. 
when you think of a baby and you think of a baby learning how to walk for the first time, you're looking at this baby walk and she's walking and she falls. She might cry because she physically feels pain, but the baby doesn't go, oh my God, I failed. I'm never going to learn how to walk now. The baby will most likely get back up and try again, right? And we actually encourage that during those ages, get back up, get back up. But then as we get older, for some reason, we shut that off completely. And we say, well, you're expected to know you're old enough right? And that's just not the case, right? Failure and learning through mistakes happens throughout the rest of your life. Right. So what's interesting is what I found was the baby falling and getting back up and falling and getting back up again, builds the muscles in the baby's legs in order to continue to walk for a longer time. So those muscles are just getting stronger. And that's exactly what failure does with you in life. It gets you stronger and more prepared for the next phase of life. Now this baby is going to learn how to run, but she needs to know how to walk and fail at walking so she can get better at running and build that strength in her legs. And that's the same concept that we need to do with our mind when we think about failure. So failure is essential for your success in getting stronger and becoming more resilient in that way. The other thing I wanted to touch on is the true definition of failure and how we can reframe that to be more gentle with ourselves moving forward. So when I looked up the definition of failure, what came up was the omission of an expected or required action. That's it. And I'm going to repeat it. Failure is the omission of an expected or required action. And what I noticed Google didn't say, Google did not say that failure means that you are a bad person. (laughs) Failure does not mean that you suck. (laughs) Failure does not mean that you are not good enough or that you are dumb or incompetent. So then that means we have created this idea of what failure means based on the emotional experience that we felt when we were failing. But if failure is just the ex- the omission of an expected or required action, then that would mean that you could go back, put in that expected or required action, and you'd come out successful. And you would feel positive about it. So why is it that we so why is it that we don't go back and put in that expected or required action? And instead we beat ourselves up. Instead, we tell ourselves we're not good enough. And instead, we repeat the mistakes or the patterns of our past, right? So it's very interesting at how Google does not say that we are bad people or horrible people for failing. In fact, it encourages it, right? So it's just like one variable, one variable that was off. Maybe not one, maybe there's multiple, but there's a variable that was off in your equation kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. So if failure currently means a negative thing for you, then that means failure can also mean a positive thing for you because you are defining your meaning of failure because Google did not define it that way. Right. So when you think about if you want to start reframing your like fear of failure, knowing the definition of failure and matching that will actually help you to realize that your idea of failure has been taught to you maybe in a way that makes you feel very incompetent that makes you feel like you aren't good enough but in fact the definition itself does not portray that so if you can move towards that definition and just put in that expected or required action and get the results you're looking for then you really didn't fail right interesting so in that I think you kind of mentioned a little bit of how we get better at failing so is there like a 
a to-do list or a step process of how we get better at it? Yeah, and I'm going to just run through it really quickly okay. uh, because I actually have a post about this on my Instagram. You can go check it out. It's called uh, The Secret to Success, and there is a three-part step that you can follow to master these uh, very quickly, and it's explained in there. But the three steps are to stop hiding from the painful feelings we actually spend a lot of time and energy avoiding. So sit with that fear, sit with that failure, sit with those uncomfortable feelings, and the longer you sit with them, You'll let them surface. You'll allow yourself to feel them, breathe, and release them. And what will happen is over time, you will build a tolerance to withstand the painful emotion, those painful emotions, and learn to reframe them from there. They're harboring space within you. Just stop avoiding them. Sit with them. Allow yourself to feel them and let them go. The other one is permission. Give yourself permission to fail. A large amount of the time, the reason we don't allow ourselves to fail is because we don't give ourselves permission to do it. We say that it's not, there's no room for it at the table. So the reverse of that is to make room for it at the table, make room for it in every single thing you do for the first time or for the last time. Right. And remember that it is okay to fail. You're allowed to set your own rules. You're allowed to, you know, create your own path. And that starts with you reframing and giving yourself permission and the space to heal and to fail at it at it <clears throat> the last one is to be gentle and oftentimes when we fail our inner critic kind of comes up and it really beats ourselves up and it really takes over our inner critic is our biggest bully and can sometimes be our greatest enemy so remembering that you are more than enough and it's failure is not an opportunity to beat yourself up right failure is an opportunity to care for yourself to have your own back and be there for yourself Right. And if you know that, say you had a friend uh, that was failing at something and they came to you and told you about it. Well, think about the advice that you would give your friend. It would most likely be you're doing a great job. And even if you did fail, you did an amazing, amazing job. You had an amazing time and you look great doing it. Right. Give yourself that same advice. Be your own best friend. And I think I'll close it off there because that is essentially the punchline here take care of yourself and have your own back when you fail, because that is going to teach your inner critic that it does not have permission to beat you up anymore for failing, because there's a new neural pathway, there's a new thought and new belief happening here that you want to consider. And I think pursuing failure is the best thing that you can do for your success. Well, I'm going to spend the whole day pursuing failure now. <laughs> but maybe, I'm like, maybe. Like maybe I'll, I think it could allow you to be a bit bolder too. 100% bolder. Like, so I love that. And reward yourself when you fail. Tell everyone where they can find you. Mentioned the post that has a little more explanation on this. Tell everyone where they can find you on the World Wide Web. (laughs) They can find me on Instagram. If you're looking for those secrets to success, you can find me on uh, Sarah Joseph underscore coach. On Instagram, you can find me on my website at sarahjosephcertifiedcoaching.com, TikTok, and Twitter. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for joining us again. Thank you for having me. Have a good day failing. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for tuning into this conversation. If you were intrigued by anything in our conversation, we encourage you to talk about it. Tell a friend, post on social media, take action in your very own way. Subscribe to get the newest episode at your fingertips as soon as it drops. Until next time, check out Style Canada a disruptor in the media for its community of inquisitive style seekers. You can find us at style.ca or on social media. 
Just like this podcast, Style Canada is not just about style. It's about living a lifestyle that leaves people open to evolution and opportunity. This episode was hosted by Elise Gasparino. The music credit goes to Raspberry Music and was brought to you by Style Canada. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.